Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Man, I'm wonderful. How are you? That's great. Wow, wonderful. That's 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 phenomenal. Um, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Bring it back down to earth a little bit. Um, so it's just me and you here today. Yeah. Uh, but the show must go on. Yeah. And we have Didi usually gives us our our cold open, and he was so kind enough to at least provide us that today. Uh, because he is on vacation, taking a well-deserved vacation from a weekend at Coachella. Must have been exhausting to take it. He needs a vacation after that. Yeah, Good for right? him. Good for him. Uh, but the question to start the show today is, what kind of vacation person are you? Are you adventurous? Are you lazy? Are you a completely different person that has an alter ego? Do you prefer to be busy? scheduled are you the planner what what type of person are you and you you were on vacation not that long ago so what type of person are you when you go on vacation i've put a lot of thought into this so <laughs> i'm i'm ready to answer this question okay okay uh, dan i like to have a plan but but i want to be very clear about what i mean when i say I like to have a plan because um, when you say like, are you the planner? That to me feels like the person that like sends out an agenda, right? Day by day, action items yeah. of all the things we're going to do. Um, that is by no means me. I just like to know day by day, like, okay, if it's Friday night, day is winding down, we're getting ready to to go to bed. What's the one thing that we are going to try and do tomorrow? Like, I just like mm -hmm. to know what that yeah. next thing is, what the focal point of the next day is going to be. I don't need to know all that stuff before I leave for the trip. Like, I don't need the whole trip mapped out before I leave. I just need to go to bed with an understanding of what I'm going to be getting into the next day. Okay. And that could be mm -hmm. lounging around. Like the thing could be nothing at all. And I'm cool mm -hmm. with that. I just, I just like to know what the next day is going to bring. I will tell you my biggest travel vacation pet peeve is going to bed thinking I know, I know what that one thing is going to be and then waking <laughs> up and then people change all the shit that I thought was real. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stand that. Okay. Um, but that's the type of, that's the type of vacation person I am. I don't need to do a lot of stuff. Um, I like to do some things, you know, like, mm -hmm. but in general, I just need to know what that, what that one focal point is going to be of the day for the next day. What about you? That's, that's a fair, that's a fair one there. Um, yeah, this is a pretty fascinating topic. And for me, it's interesting that DDO even worded this like, are, are you, you have like almost an alter ego when you go somewhere? And for me, it's almost like I had this alter ego depending on the trip, depending on what, like, who I'm going with, where I'm going. Mm. Um, because, like, a trip out to LA to go see Didi, I'm like, I'm, I'm just putting it in his hands. He's, he's the, he's <laughs> the guy making the plans. I have an idea. Maybe there's one thing a day that I know we're going to do, like kind of like you have there. I need, yeah. I, I got, I got to know something. But he's somebody that I, I, I'm like, okay, I can trust that the plans are being set. 
also that's that's also the role that you and I play whenever we are friends. Apparently, we go to make plan these deep creek trips. <laughs> we make the trip like we're yeah. we're the quarterbacks, right? We've got to be the ones making the plans. So like I've been on both sides of that fence, but if it's just me and Shannon, I do. I feel like I'm I'm kind of the quarterback, and I have to at least have something planned for each day. It's not a full like agenda, like 8 a.m. We wake up, we do this. We It's not it, to that extent. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I do need to have some semblance of what's going on or what we're going to do, even if it is like a lazier beach vacation. And sometimes that's the exact vacation that I need is like, let's just go or relax. We're going to at least go to this place for dinner or we're going to at least do this one thing during one day. And we'll just figure the rest out. So it is. It, it's it's a different mentality. But if like we're gonna go to Europe, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, all right, here's all these things we got to try to get done. <laughs> so it is. It's weird. I almost have the alter ego within that, depending on where we're going, maybe who we're going with. But yeah, for me, I I do need to at least know. I need to know something. I need to know, like the house we're staying in, the condo we're staying in, where it is, what it looks like. I need to have some semblance of a plan, but it doesn't need to be like completely de- detailed out to to a printed agenda. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Like the the nature of the trip or the people that you go with. Yeah. I, now, now that you're talking through that, I, I'm thinking through it more and like, um, like okay, so we're planning a Disney vacation for a couple years from now, uh, and we're doing it with Katie's entire family. So like. I'm not involved in this planning process at all. Sure. Um, and nor do I want to be. Like there are smarter people who can handle it. And so that's going to be the type of trip where it's just like, hey, before we go to bed, tell me what the one thing we're doing tomorrow is. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. Like we've we've you and I have booked friend trips where we've been in charge of every detail. And I have had to know every detail because otherwise it would have gotten royally messed up or just not happened at all. <laughs> Yeah, you know right. I mean? <laughs> right. And then like, I'm thinking about like, and then, okay, if I'm going on like a long weekend vacation to see like a college football game somewhere, I'm, I'm probably the person what's going to flip. Normally Katie is the, the planner, you know, she, she's the detailed one, but if it's that type of trip, then it flips and it's me. And I, and I'm the one saying like, okay, well, we got to go check this thing out. We got to hit this. And like, there's a, you know, like the pregame things here and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it depends on the nature of the trip and the people that you're going with. Um, but in general, I don't want to be in charge. Like, I just don't want that responsibility. I want to be relaxed. And 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 that's, I think, why I really only want to do one thing a day is because generally I want to be relaxed. What do you think Didi is as – because – Again, it's usually, especially recently over the past seven, eight years, you know, it's going to see him or he's coming back home. So it's yeah. not quite the same as as everybody going to a remote location like bachelor party or to Vegas or something like that. Like yeah. So this weekend he's out or this week he's out in Arizona him and his wife. Like what do you think he is in that relationship and that dynamic in terms of vacation planner not planner busy i don't know man like i very much believe siobhan is the brains of the operation over there (laughs) no doubt about that (laughs) just just first and foremost 
Um, I, I do have to give him credit though, because like, I'm interested in hearing about how the Coachella trips come together for you guys. Cause I mean, when, when it was my bachelor party, he set the whole thing up. Right. And, and there was yeah. like I, almost 20 people that went on that bachelor party. And so he had, he, he had, you know, his P's and Q's all lined up and, and in order. Um, that also though, was the type of trip where like, it, you, you know, it kind of fit the description of like, we're going to do one thing the next day and like, you could show up and do it, or you don't have to like do whatever you want. So I feel like his, like, like at, at his core, he probably wants to be the more relaxed person, but he, but you know, I go places with DD like, and he, he finds deals online or like links to like yeah. the, the party buses in Vegas. And like, yeah, he's had random Groupons that he's found when we've gone places so he's like a good, he's a good planner from my experience with him. Um, but yeah, if it's him and Siobhan, like, I don't, I don't know. I would think, I would hope that uh, she's in charge. I feel like she's just the the brains. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like she has to be. There's no doubt she is the brains of the operation. But I will yeah, say this for like Coachella trips, he's in charge. Okay, He's booking the place, he's finding it. Um, and even some other trips, you mentioned bachelor parties and things like that. The thing about Didi is he's a planner to an extent, but he keeps his playbook close to the vest. He doesn't like share the details <laughs> That's because, true. because he calls audibles in situations. Uh. And so I doesn't, I don't think he wants people to like have a certain plan to do something, to go somewhere at a certain time. Because he's got other options. He's got like options in his head where maybe he calls an audible and we're going here instead of that. Or okay. like it's more of like a, yeah, we'll just figure it out. But he'll say that. We'll just figure it out. But in his head, he's got plan A, plan B, and plan C ready to wow. go. And it's just like it seems like it happens organically and naturally. But it's just a matter of putting it together, the right places, people, time type of thing. So. I think he has that going on in the back of his head for, for most trips. So he's like Peyton Manning and we're the wide receivers, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 We're just gotta, we just got to get open, um, you know, and, and he'll do the rest of it. Be available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting little topic. Open there. Um, yeah, man. Welcome. Welcome one. Welcome all to the brunch breakdown, whether this is your first, second, we're 145 plus episodes that we're into this thing now. We're almost maybe not quite that high, but welcome. Welcome back to the Brunch Breakdown. You can find the Brunch Breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts, literally anywhere podcasts are available. You can find the Brunch Breakdown. Um, new episodes each and every Wednesday. Make sure you're just hitting follow or subscribe anywhere that you choose to listen so that episode comes to you first thing in the morning. We've also got full video episodes on our YouTube and Facebook page that premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesdays. You can watch those anytime on demand after that. We're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, at Brunch Breakdown. We're there. We got it all. And of course, we give you what we are listening to each and every week. We put it together. Nice little playlist. We call it the Sounds of Brunch. That's available exclusively on Spotify. Go to Spotify. Every Friday that gets updated, search for the sound of br Sounds of Brunch and get to listen to what we are listening to each and every week. But before we dive in, we have to at least tell you what's on the menu for today. Chris, give us a little rundown. What are we talking about here this week? Well, very important things, uh, as always, <clears throat> on the Brunch Breakdown. Uh, in addition to the music we're listening to, the beer that we've been drinking, um, we're going to 
<laughs> honestly, this one about bread, I think is going to be <laughs> <laughs> something that people have opinions about. Um, but we're going to talk about like, if you could win a lifetime of unlimited bread from any one restaurant, um, where would it be from? We're also going to talk about uh, if you could have your office in any building in the world, where would it be? Um, because there's some dentist somewhere that has a very interesting location. Um, yeah. I don't know. Am I missing anything? I think that's the menu today. That's it. Yeah, we're going to get things far chest here momentarily. We're going to talk ah, to you, yeah. said. We're going to talk music to uh, close the show. Uh, but let's start right there, Chris. Get something off your chest this week, dude. This is the 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 strangest one for me, and it's gonna be quick. I spent a lot of time over the last couple of days thinking about like, what do I want to get off my chest this week? And I mm. realized that like, man, I'm gonna give credit to Didi again, and I feel so uncomfortable with how much credit we've given him Ugh. in the first five to ten minutes of this episode. <laughs> but um, I I found myself trying to like find something that I was mad about and i heard Didi's voice in my head uh, where he's uh, i mean he's always this has been his tagline for like 10 years like people are so fake mad like stop being fake mad about this that or the other thing and uh i just realized like i want to get it off my chest that i i'm just i had a good week man and i'm feeling happy <laughs> and everything's good and like no need to be mad online about something i could i could conjure up some type of anger about something stupid but then like that's what all the parents do on facebook and shit so like let's not do that let's just let's just be happy and uh i, I had a good week i'm happy about it and we're gonna roll into this upcoming week and uh have another good one here wow going going anti anti getting something off your chest there that's yeah. uh the 180 but you know what i i hear you on that because we, it it is an interesting segment that we came up with years ago to get something off our chest each and every week. These episodes used to be bi-weekly too, where you had a, two weeks time to kind of get something, you know, that you're going to run into to get something off your chest. And I think we're all mostly uh, optimistic, happy people, the three yeah. of us. Uh, so it can be a challenge every seven days to go, man, what sucked this week or what angered me this week? <laughs> and yeah, online is usually where the gold, where the chest is yeah, uh, to find something. But that's a good thing to not run into any of those situations the past week. Yeah, man. It's just n nothing has angered me. And I think it's okay to say that. That is. that is. We accept that as an answer. We definitely do. We definitely do. But I, but, um, but Dan, I know you have some in the chamber, so I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready I for do. it. I do. I've got a couple locked and loaded from the past uh, <laughs> weeks before last. We uh, missed a couple episodes. We were off for a week. So um, this one, in fact, is exactly that from from just a few weeks ago. Um, I went to a combo bachelor-bachelorette party for my wife's friend uh, who's getting married next month. And it was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If you don't know much about Gatlinburg, Tennessee – um, it's kind of kitschy, um, with some of their attractions. They're kind of known for hiking. It's in the mountains of Tennessee, but lots of attractions. Dollywood is there. You get a lot of places that have like go-karts. There's a lot of mini golf down there. So they have a couple like Ripley's, believe it or not, museums and aquariums <sighs> and some like chain restaurants, a very unique, very unique little town in, uh, in Tennessee. And so we were there for the first time. And one of the activities that we did um, 
was we went out for I guess it was lunch one day and we went to a little place called Dick's Last Resort. Um if you're not familiar with Dick's Last Resort, it's basically a restaurant where the wait staff is allowed to and on purpose makes fun of you. Oh. Okay. I've heard about places like that. Yes. Yes. So they purposely purposely are a little rude, a little extra and intentionally make fun of you. Uh so we had never been to one before. It was we weren't really sure what exactly we were getting into. We had heard a couple of things. Um but yeah, like the wait staff they're like purposely like assholes, like rude to you, okay? Uh, I think a lot of people afterwards were like, wow, I would have loved to have worked there when I was in college just to like on purpose be rude. Um, and they Everybody gets like a paper hat, which they write something on to make fun of you about. And I'm sure there's like a Rolodex of like a thousand of these things, but every once in a while they're going to custom. But, you know, how long you how, how well you're going to get to know a person when you're trying to take orders and stuff like that. But, yeah, the, like the waiter comes over, takes orders, like throws the menus on the table throws the straws on the table after leaving drinks. When they bring the food, they just start like handing it to people, not like figuring out who's ordered what. They're just like, take it, put pass it and figure it out yourselves. <laughs> so it's a little strange Jeez. just to say that. But like, obviously, if you go there, you know what you're getting into. Um, Chris, it stunned me. Stunned me. How many families with children... <laughs> We're at this restaurant. Like, like 80% of the dining room. What? Was I'm serious. 80% families with children, right? Ranging from six months old to like maybe 14. Okay. Um, like things are being written on our hats that. Kids are old enough to read and pick up the sexual innuendos. Yes. Okay. The wait staff is calling everybody asshole, like across the room where it can very clearly be heard. Like, I'll be with you assholes in one second. Like literally all, like all the time. Um, like, and people with kids were like literally waiting to get a table and we're in this town where there's these restaurants everywhere and these chain restaurants that a lot of people have heard of and familiar with. And that's why they're in a place like that. And I just, I don't understand it. And it's not like the food is so good or so unique that it's worth like putting up with it or exposing your children to something like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know what you're getting when you walk in, it's very clear on the outside. You know, the, there's a concept going on here. Yeah, I don't imagine many people not... stumble into that place. They're like, wow, this is, th these people are, really mean why are they so mean? like i feel like you go in that place and you know what you're getting it's like a theme restaurant it's a theme restaurant exactly and it's a funny concept if you're there to like embrace the funny part of it for us it was funny when we had a great waiter we've heard some other people in our party were like this was a great one because i've been to a dick's last resort somewhere else and like they're like almost obnoxious where it's not funny it's just like overly rude yeah that there is a fine line so you got to be it's right Right, you got to be with the right wait staff. They get right situation, and you have to be open and willing and going into it that way, rather than putting up your guard. Uh, but it just it blew my mind how many kids were there, 
and families bringing their kids into there. Just like, just think the next time before you walk into Dick's last resort with your kids that just that's, that's, it's not the place for them. It just isn't. Yeah. That's where, I mean, it would never cross my mind to take my children to a place like that. Uh, Stunned. Because I would just think like, I don't want to expose them to that. I also would just be super uncomfortable the entire dinner with my kids. Like, and like, do you want to take your kids to a place where the people are going to yell at them and like be rude? And like they (laughs) ask, they ask at the table before anybody, they always ask, is anybody here under 18? And so then I think they know the level that they have to be. And especially with like the hats, right? The hats are a little bit, but, but like this one girl, this one little girl, she had to be, I don't know, eight or nine. And her hat said number one Karen in training. And like, it was funny as shit, but like probably not to those parents. Because <laughs> like, did she look like that? you damn right she did. Just like stereotypical, look like that's the direction she's heading. But like, there's not, this isn't a smoking and non-smoking section. We're all in the same vicinity. She can read and she can read our hats and she can hear the waiter still calling yeah. everybody asshole at the tables around us. It's not right. like there's a play place where like, <laughs> oh, families are over here. Not like yeah. that at all. Yeah. It's not like a smoking section or something like that where you keep people away from. Yeah. Right. That's right. crazy. Um, yeah. And I, that also makes me wonder about like, you know, people always say that your environment is a big indicator or dictator of like what, how, what, how you end up being as a person. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. imagine working, like being a waiter in that restaurant. Like, do you think those people go home and like live super happy, optimistic lives? Or do you think they like carry that <laughs> stuff? It would be hard to like, I don't know. I feel like you just assume the personality and then you just become a really pessimistic, angry, mean person. Yeah. And like, I feel like they have to, like the prices were kind of high, but we're also in like a bit of a tourist city. Right. But then I all thought to myself, the prices have to be high here because they probably have to pay these people more than usual wait staff because I can't imagine all of their tips are great because I'm sure not everybody is open and welcoming to this asshole mentality. Of yeah. Things. Or like you're weird like, well, to tip based off of that. Yeah. I'm going to play around with the whole thing. It's like, well, you're going to be an asshole to me. Here's your tip. It's nothing, you know, like, yeah, I bet yeah, you there's a lot of people sure. that do that just be, to be, yeah. I don't know. Strange. Interesting. So I had to get that. Yeah. I had to share that. Get that off my chest. Like maybe just don't take your kids there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. <laughs> well, now that we've done that, let's, uh, let's get into Bruce day here, Chris. What do you, what are you sipping on this week? Let's do it, man. I, um, Bruise Day for me, for the most part, over the last like two months, has been sponsored by my my brothers in law. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, Dan in Wisconsin uh, was he, he was coming on strong there for a while, okay. But Mike down in Charlotte is uh, he's making a second half comeback, okay. And uh, Mike okay. has delivered me some very delicious beers. I have a new one from Charlotte. It's called Paradise City IPA from Bird Song Brewing. Okay. And this is one of the more like unique IPAs I've ever drank. I I totally, upon taking the first sip, had never had this before, drank it earlier today. It was like on the first sip, I I said to myself, this is one of the more unique IPAs I've ever had. Now it says, and this is where I kind of need your guidance, Dan. So it says it's a, it's, it's malty. And to me, like I never oh. think of IPAs as having malt in them. That's not common. No, 
That yeah. is not common. That's definitely not common. So it's an IPA that's like, it's very malty. And, and it took me till like halfway through the beer to get used to it. But then once I got used to it, I was kind of cool with it. But, but it honestly, it's an IPA that tastes more like a, like a German style lager almost or something like that. Like it's, it was, it, it's, it's just unique. That's the only way I can put it. It's good. It's unique. If, if you're into like the more, uh, citrusy IPAs and stuff like that, this is probably mm -hmm. not your jam. Um, but if you want to try something new, something different, it does have some of the bitterness on the back end, but there's a lot of malt in there, which is the first time I've ever had an IPA that tasted like that. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now and that's exactly it. There's a, a light malt bill and a pleasant bitterness, just like you said there uh for a clean finish very interesting yeah. and i'm a big fan of malty beers uh my wife is not um mm. so like that's why fall beers are wonderful mm. for me but in an ipa especially like yeah like a juicier ipa that is that is some wild stuff yeah that is some wild stuff i don't know if i've ever really experienced anything quite like that before and i'll i'll save one for your you first sip yeah. yeah, I'll save one That's for wild. you. It's, it's one of the more unique beers I've ever tried. I love it. I love it. Okay. Wow. All right. Shouts to that. Birdsong. Birdsong. Birdsong Brewing. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think I've heard, I don't think I've had Birdsong. Uh, well, I've got one that's available around the country. Evil Twin Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, this is a pretty popular one, I I believe, and it was just calling my name today. The Imperial biscotti break mm. so we've got yeah of course an imperial stout coffee which is dangerous this time of the night um really smart on my part uh <laughs> coffee with almond and vanilla added there is a it, it, it is it's sweet you get a lot of coffee and it's not overly almond or overly vanilla um almond is a very interesting flavor when it's like an additive in anything because it's so distinct and it's it's pretty potent like you got to be careful with almond sometimes if you get like too much almond almost like in a dessert cookie almost too it can like completely overpower everything hmm. so it's delicate enough uh for this um it is sweet it's like an italian dessert in a glass um or can in this instance, but evil twin, good stuff as always. The imperial biscotti break. And that's what I needed today. It was a, bis a biscotti break. Biscotti break, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, so. cheers, my friend. Cheers, indeed. Cheers to Brews Day, Dan. You haven't had a beer with marshmallow in it in a long time, and I'm wondering, like, <laughs> yeah, are you breaking up with marshmallow? That's or? True. That's true. You know what? You, you make a fair point. Um. No, you know what? I actually just got my hands um, on that very same trip to Tennessee. I got my hands on a wonderful beer that has uh, marshmallow in it. Um, All right. That will All be right. on the brunch breakdown in the very, very near future. That's a wonderful beer. So that's good. To you're hear. right. I haven't really. Yeah. Not a lot of marshmallow in the cabinet right now. I'm going to have to stock back up on that a little bit. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Well, which direction do you want to go here, Dan? Do you want to talk about where you want your office to be, or do you want to dive into bread? Let's talk about where this, where we want our office to be. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's start there. 
Okay, so um, I'm going to share a couple visuals here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to start with the Chrysler building. So there is a apparently a dentist that has his uh, office or his dent, yeah, den, dental office uh, at the top of the spire of the Chrysler building. And just so we're all <laughs> clear, are we looking at the Chrysler building here? Yep. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's the Chrysler building. Okay. Just wanted to be clear. If you're not, if you're just listening, you're not watching. It's one of the taller buildings in New York. It's one of the more iconic ones as part of the skyline. It's got a little pointy thing at the top and you can Google it and find out. Okay. Now I'm going to show you this ridiculous dentist. (laughs) Like (laughs) it seems legit because (laughs) The direction, <laughs> the direction of the window is just like those little windows that you see on the outside. Yeah, like the triangle peaks in a weird shape. Yeah, just as that's just his window in the dentist's office. This guy has also looked like he's been a dentist for 138 years. Um, <laughs> he looks like a cross between like uh the dude from back to the future and hans from mighty ducks (laughs) that is wonderful that's one again we got you gotta get to the video episodes ladies and gentlemen that you need that reference right there but yeah there's no that's real that's a real photo that's really the photo in his office yeah which brought to mind the question and we don't have to stare. I'm going to take this. We don't have to stare at this guy the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to end up staring at it and like, forget what we're talking about. I just, his face. <laughs> so, so I want to know, Dan, if you could put your office in any one building on, I guess on planet earth, where, where would you put it and why? Yeah. there were so many thoughts that went through my head with this. Um, but one of the first, like I thought about like the environment, right? Like the city you're in, the environment, the view was a big one for me. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a unique building, that's cool. But is it just the internal view or is it the external view as well? And I kept going back and I kept going external view. And so one of the buildings that came to mind for me was the Griffith, Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles. Um, not only am I uber fascinated with space like that would be that could be enough right there um and it's it's an iconic location adele had her concert there that was on cbs a couple years ago it's been in a bunch of movies and tv shows um i've been out there chris i don't know if you've had a chance to to visit any trips out to la no i'm looking at the photo of it now though it's beautiful yeah and like the look at the view over Los Angeles because of its location up there in the mountain and everything that you can see from there is just absolutely incredible. And so like, for me, that's, that's how it all kind of came together is not only a building like focused on, you know, with the views in space, there it is right there. I mean, look at that view over LA. That's insane. You can't get that anywhere else. It's insane. Um, And yeah, it's open to the public to go visit, but an observatory over Los Angeles, like tougher to get better than that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Where, where, where would you, uh, where would you like to be besides Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? 
Oh, that's a great. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, one, I didn't. Dan. I didn't either. Damn it. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that. Edit that out. I'll go back. <laughs> you want the internal view, internal view on that one. Internal um, view for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I thought a lot about this. Okay. Because we've had actually, what, if I go back to when I, this, I sent this to you ago. guys in March. Like, so we've, we've been thinking about this one for a while and, um, I like, went through all of the scenarios, right? Chrysler building, obviously the skyline of New York is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a crazy, crazy view. Um, and I thought about a lot of other like famous skyscrapers across the world, stuff like that, like even stadiums and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I just kept coming back to like the work environment, okay? And mm -hmm. some of those iconic buildings, Empire State Building, Sears Tower, like all these places. I I don't like this dentist. I don't want to have to do that elevator ride. Okay. Right. Yes. I don't want to have to deal with that. And, and you're going yes. to a huge metropolitan area. Like the, the whole process of getting to that office sounds atrocious. So yeah. what I actually landed on, and I didn't land on like a specific one but just the concept of, I think I want my office at the top of a lighthouse. Oh, wow. Right. That's so a you, fascinating choice. You either have like, it could be one on the Great Lakes where you mm. got a lake view. It could be one on the coastline where you have an ocean view, but like, yeah, no, no hoops you got to jump through, no crazy traffic. It is just your office. You have a very peaceful view to help you work the way that you want to work. Um, and a then 360 after work, view, I'm saying, right? Man, yeah. Yeah. A 360 view. How many buildings can you say that about? Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. And like after work, you're almost always going to be in a location where you could do some fun stuff after work. So it's like part mm -hmm. for me, the the actual office and the view and all that stuff but then it's also part like the dynamics involved in working in that office and so i went with lighthouse and i i don't know about lighthouses to tell you which one but i'll think more about it a big yeah nice big lighthouse but not like one that's necessarily out on like a bunch of jagged rocks that to get to would be difficult no no no, no, no. you don't want <laughs> no 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 no, no. to nice, be honest with you drive right up private parking yeah, I'm thinking like a <laughs> like a like a New England lighthouse, like Cape yeah. Cod type of situation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of yes. what I was feeling. I like that. I like that pick. I didn't think lighthouse, man. Because yeah, I was thinking of iconic buildings and structures, and I I, I was the same with you because I thought, um, you know, the Space Needle in Seattle and the CN Tower in. Toronto, if it's if that's even what it's still called, honestly, mm -hmm. these buildings changed names so many times. Like incredible views. I don't want to be up that high every day, and I don't want to take that elevator every yeah. day. Yeah, no. exactly. No, thank you. Would it be cool? Yeah, cool as shit. But mm -mm, no, too high for me every day. Too high for me every day. Um, it's interesting. You said stadiums, and stadiums came to mind for me too as like a kind of my round of 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 backup options, but I tried to get realistic because the Rogers center in Toronto, home of the Toronto blue Jays, not only is it a baseball stadium, but there's a hotel 
in the stadium that overlooks the ballpark. And there are actual offices there. There's like a handful of companies like Ticketmaster has an office there. Obviously, the Blue Jays have their offices there. But that also overlook the ballpark with a retractable roof. So sometimes it's outside, sometimes it's not. (laughs) And like that's that's pretty cool. If you were able to work in a facility like that, um, that's actually set up to be something like that. Obviously, there's more iconic ballparks throughout the country. I mean, Wrigley Field, whatever you can go on and on. But yeah, you don't actually work. there. You don't want to work at Wrigley, though. You don't. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. It's definitely like 150 not. years old. Yeah, right. the amenities, <laughs> the amenities right. are trash. <laughs> you can't even walk all the way around the damn ballpark. Did you know that? You can't even walk around. You have to have a ticket to sit in the outfield, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, Rogers Center was one that I thought. I was like, okay, that could be, that could be interesting. Toronto is a fun city too. Yeah, yeah, stadiums are cool. Um, I feel like the stadiums are. Yeah, I guess it depends on like the nature of the stadium and the team that the stadium is for. Because like I think I, mm-hmm. my my mind went to like some football stadiums. I'm like, okay, well that that actually is cool. Like eight Sundays a year, and I'm not. I don't want to work on Sunday anyway. So exactly, what am I doing here? Right, right. But the, exactly. the, the the one in Toronto's got a lot of stuff going on. It does. Concerts, all that stuff. Um, another place that came to mind for me in like talking about heights, like obviously the Eiffel Tower would be pretty cool, right? But I don't want to be working in the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Put me in the Eiffel Tower along the Las Vegas Strip, baby. <laughs> That's where I want to be. Okay. That's the one. The views over the strip. It's not as high up as the actual Eiffel Tower. There's a nice uh bar up there that we've been to a handful of times. <laughs> and just that view over the strip in its own unique, very unique building there. So give me the Eiffel Tower in uh Paris. Las Vegas. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. one. Now you see, now you got me thinking. <laughs> like the palms would be dope. Mm, Top of the palms. Yeah. Been up there. Ooh. Also, that place that we went to brunch where like Didi didn't make it through brunch, but it was a beautiful brunch. I don't know what play I don't know what building oh that gosh. was. What but was that? like I would I would love an office up there. Yeah. Office and, that and was bottomless like... mimosas. Let's Shoot. do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, Yes. A lot of buildings in Vegas, I would, I would. A lot of, yeah. And like, like again, back to the view thing, like the Luxor is such a cool building. It's a pyramid, but <laughs> you're at the end of the strip. I don't know if the view's that great, right. um, unless you're like at the top, but there, yeah, there's a lot of unique and interesting buildings in Vegas where, ooh, the Palms. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really good choices, really good choices there. What else? You got anything else that was any other building that you thought of that might be? I like Lighthouse though. Yeah, I once that. I landed on Lighthouse, it just pretty much canceled everything else out. Yeah. One last one that I'll say, and um I, I thought about it, not even saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh Cinderella Castle at Disney World. <laughs> if there were <laughs> if if I could get an office, like a penthouse office at the castle, um I think that would be cool. I think the view from up there would be pretty awesome down whatever the main street is called Disney fans, forgive me, whatever that is called. That would be cool. And like, you're literally in the place that they call the happiest place on earth. Can't really go in there going in a bad mood. 
right? And any everything you look out to, people are having a good time. So I think your spirits would be lifted. You've got the Florida sunshine and a pretty pretty cool office space there. So Cinderella Castle, Disney World. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. Uh, well, oh. let's make a natural transition here then, Dan, and let's talk about bread. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. So this is a graphic I'm actually going to leave up on the screen while we talk about it. Um, <clears throat> you sent this over uh, and I was totally not prepared. Had we talked about this previously? No. Okay. No, we have not. All right. Well, we're going to talk about it now. And uh, since you sent it to me, Dan, why don't you just <laughs> explain what we're looking at here? Yes. Um, so the caption here is you win unlimited bread for a lifetime, which by the way, it sounds like unlimited lifetime, same thing. But anyways, I guess your life isn't unlimited, but if you win unlimited <laughs> bread for a lifetime. Where do you want it to be from? And we're looking at four major restaurant chains here. Okay in this graphic and they are texas roadhouse with their warm rolls with honey cinnamon butter butter red lobster and their cheddar bay biscuits the very famous olive garden breadsticks and of course outback steakhouse their honey wheat bread and honey butter that brown loaf with that steak knife in there and that butter. So this is this isn't even a pick two. This is a pick one. We've only yeah. got four choices here. And these are the best of the best. Right. I mean, these are all goats, in my opinion. But Chris, I'm curious, did one scream out to you a, a no doubter, no brainer, or was this as difficult for you as it was for me? I had a no brainer. I, I did, but I did, you? I did, but that doesn't mean that, that I disrespect the other options in this graphic. I will say though, Dan, and we talked about this before, I have never been to red lobster. So my vote right. cast here is a little bit skewed admittedly, bit, because I've bit. never had okay. the, the, you said they're the cheddar Bay biscuits. Is that what they're called? Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard wonderful things and, uh, uh, yeah, I have, I have not tried them, but honestly, man, the Olive Garden breadsticks, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't not, I just can't not pick them. They're so damn good. <laughs> I, I don't know what the stuff is that they put on. It's like salt and some other seasonings that get put on top and it's like perfect every time. Like they don't ever screw them up and I don't understand <laughs> how that's possible. They're so damn good all the time. Um, and. Yeah, well, yeah, they're just really good all the time. No disrespect to Outback. That butter specifically is wonderful. I've only had the Texas Roadhouse mm. ones, I think, once, um, but delightful as well. But, like, the heart knows what it wants, Dan, and so does the <laughs> mouth. And, and my heart and my mouth want those Olive Garden breadsticks forever. Interesting. Okay, so... Yeah, the and the Cheddar Bay biscuits I will say are phenomenal. They really are. Um, Texas Roadhouse, yeah, those rolls with that lightly butter glaze right on the top, and uh, this honey cinnamon butter is just one of a kind. When you see that Outback loaf 
slide into the table there. That knife, that is, that steak knife stuck right in it. And it's a little DIY. And I kind of I kind of like that. You, you cut off your own slice however far you want to go. It's not pre-sliced with the rip. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then you just, that butter is fire. not of this planet. Yeah, it's, it, fire. It, it's just unbelievable how well those go together. But I am with you, my friend. Let's the go. Olive Garden breadsticks. I don't want to, I don't ever want to imagine a life without them. <laughs> and so if I'm getting one unlimited for the rest of my life, it has to be those. Even though the Texas Roadhouse rolls and the Outback Steakhouse bread far more versatile with yeah. other meals. That's I will true. tip my hat to that. But I literally don't care because <laughs> if you got the Olive Garden breadsticks as a choice, I am. I'm just all I'm just a, I'm Mr. Olive Garden, and I, I honestly can't even tell you the last time I've been there, but every time we pass it, my wife knows and I acknowledge it and she hates it. And um, she says, that's where we go when we have family, when we have a family. So clearly I'm trying to rush that. Um, <laughs> yes, okay, man. The time is now. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, we're turning this bus around then. Um, <laughs> I I love Olive Garden. I and I love the breadsticks. You're right. They're perfectly warm, soft. The butter, the garlic, the salt is just. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. How good I, they are. I would I would eat that as an entree. Yes. Yes, unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Keep the soup and the salad. I don't yeah, need just it. Give me the breadsticks. Bread <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you had me worried, man. I thought the way you kept saying loaf about Outback, I was like, he's going loaf. He's he's going Outback. But I'm proud of you, Dan. You made the right choice here. I got to get some well, Cheddar Bay biscuits, though. I, I got to. You do. You do. Because let's let's put an extra twist on this if we can. Let's rank these. This wasn't okay. the this wasn't the mission. This wasn't the the idea, right? But let's do it. Let's freaking rank them. We're both going Olive Garden breadsticks one. Um, man, oh man, I, I almost I put myself into a hole here where I'm not ready. I'm not ready to rank these. Uh, <laughs> Olive Garden breadsticks one. Outback loaf two. Outback brown bread honey butter two. Cheddar Bay biscuits three. Texas Roadhouse rolls four. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I'm I'm going out back at number two after Olive Garden just because okay. of the, like the butter is just insane. It like, is. It's ugh, a game changer. It's so good. Um, and then I guess I have to go Texas Roadhouse because I haven't had the Red Lobster ones. But okay, um, okay, yeah, That's I gotta fair. get my hands on some of those, man. You do, and like they they sell the mix in the grocery store now. I mean, it's not the same, but it'll give you a good enough idea. But just get a little pack to go or something. They're they are they're wonderful. They're delightful. They really are. So whew. exhausted after that task. Hungry for some bread. Yeah, dude. I can taste the Olive Garden. Ah, I know. It's it's so wonderful. I have a family. What it's am so I doing? Wonderful. I gotta go there. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. That's those are family establishments. That's why we can't go to Fridays either. My <laughs> like, Fridays, they got late night apps. She's like, no. <laughs> That's she's like, cause that's what we'll spend every year as a family. I'm like, well, that's okay. Fair. Then. That's fair. <laughs> your time will come. <laughs> right. 
Uh, well, Chris, let's uh, let's get into some music here. Huh? Let's get into right? music, it's man. About that time. Let's get into music. Uh, what do you what have you been listening to this week? Anything good? Um, so the first one is just like missed it last week, man. Uh, but oh, there's a new okay. there's a new song out. Uh, I don't actually know if it's a new song. Biba Doobie put out a new track. Let's put it that way. And I have a moral mm-hmm. obligation to put Biba Doobie on the playlist when anything with her name attached to it comes out. It's Glue Song, which I think is actually she already put that out. This one is like a mm-hmm. uh, it's featuring Claro. I don't know who the hell that is, but oh, you better learn more. I'm morally obligated to put the Biebs, uh back on the playlist. So that's my first <laughs> song. Yeah. Uh, love me some Biba Doobie. Yeah, you're right. It's just a different, re- different version of the song. Um, excellent. Claro is also great. She's great, and uh, I'm very excited for that Biba Doobie concert uh, in Pittsburgh in August. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, first one up for me is a little group by the name is of Muna, and the track is one that got away. Uh, they released the track, performing it live at Coachella uh last week and now it's available digitally it's just electro pop at its finest uh they are supporting boys genius on their tour this summer i think uh muna is actually signed to phoebe burgess's record label um but it's a it's a fantastic song and obviously one that got away you can kind of understand the song based by the title but I love this quote about the song. It says, this song is just rubbing your hot ass in the face of someone who messed up their chance to being with you by the lead singer. <laughs> Let's go. It's a phenomenal track. There's a reason enough for you to listen to it right there. The one that got away. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. My second one is from a band called Honey Creek. And <clears throat> I discovered this band couple years ago um when oh shoot what was the album name they put out an album in 2021 uh, a whole year in transit okay these guys are they're actually from uh wisconsin which is hilarious because i, I like i didn't find them because i have ties to wisconsin and i know that i am <laughs> yeah. wisconsin's son but um they're a pop punk band from milwaukee uh we're independent now uh they're signed to a small label but like not enough people are listening to this band honey Creek. They put out a song last week called burnt bitter. And um, that's one I'm going to put on the playlist. Like they, they write unbelievably catchy music. Uh, They're going to remind you of a lot of the, the bands I think that we listened to growing up, but they're doing it right now with a little bit of a twist. And uh like I'm looking at their Spotify right now. They have less than 5,000 monthly listeners, which is just ridiculous wow. to me. So people, we got to get on this train with Honey Creek. Very, very good band. And I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited for people to listen to this one. There probably isn't a more Wisconsin name than Honey Creek. So when you said that, I completely believed you. Completely. I didn't need to tell you where they were from, did I? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, next one up for me is not a song I saw coming Rita Ora and fat boy slim coming out with praising you. Mm. You'll remember the song from 1999 praise you very famous fat boy slim song. And so this is basically an EDM remix 
Rita Ora's EDM remix of that iconic song uh, by Fatboy Slim. And it it works. It's work. It's like new in nostalgia, like all in one. And I dig it because that song is great. And this is just a little faster paced kind of uh, electro version of it. And excited to hear more from Rita Ora. She's got a new album coming out uh, this summer. Uh, been a little while since we've had a full album from her. So check it out. Instead of praise you, praising you, Rita Ora and Fatboy Slim. Okay. Active voice. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> electro. Okay. So that's going to kind of fit into my last one here, Dan. Okay. Uh, WSTR. Ben, I'm a big fan of, fan of pop punk band. They put out, uh, actually, Three Days Sober was a single they put out a few weeks ago, and I put that on the playlist. They put another one out called Poor Boy, and it's kind of like, so Three Days Sober was very much like in their wheelhouse, familiar with the sound, familiar with the cadence, very much their style. This one is kind of more with a flavor of like electro poppy punk type of hmm. uh, type of a sound. Um, and, and I like it. I just was not expecting it at all when I listened to the song. So, um, you know, you know how it goes nowadays. Right. And I, I bitch about this all the time, but like they're, they're putting little hints out there about what their album is going to sound like. And so we had one that was very predictable and now we have one that was very unpredictable. So it actually has me excited, uh, for the full length album, but, um, yeah, throw this one on the playlist this week. It's a little bit, a little bit different and I like it. Interesting. Okay. Excited to hear that. Um, last one up for me is two very, very familiar faces. One in particular, um, to this playlist and to any music I've been listening to over the last three years, they're back together again, Gus Dapperton and my girl, Benny coming together. You may remember their first time, uh, pairing up for super lonely, the major hit from a couple of years ago. Um, and it really started both of their their careers into this huge ascension and i i've been big fans ever since um and so they came together coming together again uh for a brand new song called don't let me down um it's kind of like dreamy and dancey that type of pop music and it's actually off of gus dapperton's uh new album coming out uh later this summer and this one is just the one i'm going to be Hearing it in my head, bobbing my head at the same time for a very, very, very long time. Very excited. And if you haven't listened to Green Honda from Benny yet, I put it on the playlist weeks and weeks ago. It's still a fantastic track, and I'm obsessed with it. Anything she does, really, I am. But Gus Dapperton, Benny, don't let me down. And they don't. They don't let you down with this song. Well, that's important because if they named it that and then they did, um, it's false advertising. Yeah. That That's illegal. So... That is, we'd they'd be in brunch court, you know, guilty as charged. We'd have no to doubt do it. about it. We'd have to, we would have it. to take them down, but no worries this time. I like it. Well, Chris, that about uh, does it for us this week uh, on the brunch breakdown. Um, we'll say what we always do at the end. Any any final thoughts from you this week? Uh, no, nah, man. You've... You know, I think I'm going to wake up. I'm going to work tomorrow. I'm not going to be in a lighthouse and it's going to piss me off. And then I'll have something angry to talk about next week. Oh, that could do it. That could yeah. trigger you. Yeah. Can you imagine Olive Garden breadsticks in your lighthouse office? Oh, I shut mean, what a world. Your... Shut your mouth, Dan. That is maybe we wonderful. should assign those. Maybe we should assign those breads to like because it feels like lighthouse is Cheddar Bay biscuit. It feels that way. 
Um, so, and like, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones we talked about here quickly as we wrap up. Uh, Cinderella Castle, I mean, is that Olive Garden breadsticks or is that the Texas Roadhouse rolls because it's a honey cinnamon? But I, I've, I do this, I do this far too often. I create chaos at the end of these episodes and I, it's completely unintentional. And my apologies. Um, but please, listeners, fans, let, let us know at Brunch Breakdown. Where are you putting your office? And what's your unlimited bread of choice? We need to know results next week on the brunch breakdown. And with that, we're out.